Hello and welcome to episode 200 of the Drive the Green podcast. I'm your host, Maddie B, joined in Studio K by Knoop and Bronell. And uh, just for episode 200, Harv decided to leave the city and call in for this episode. So welcome, Harv. Nice to have you. Nice to see you can make it. I wanted to go try and get COVID. <laughs> yeah. no so, comment Harv's, uh, Harv's celebrating episode 200 with a few with a few pints am I right yeah what better way to do it five tankards five tankards oh boy <laughs> oh no uh, so get that mute button ready yeah we'll uh, might be a few extra beeps in this episode but uh, on this episode we ring it in uh, episode 200 with the one and only Canadian golf royalty Mike Weir joins us later in the show to celebrate um, we've been talking about this for basically 199 since episodes. Yeah. <laughs> 199 episodes. Mike Weir has finally made it on the show. Uh, we taped the episode a few days ago. I can't wait to get it out. Um, so big thanks to Mike for joining us. We're going to, I've prepared a little bit of a recap over the last 200 episodes. Some of my favorite moments. So nice. Give us a chance to reminisce. Um, Knoop's been here for like 52 episodes, I guess. Yeah, I, yeah, approximately. That's right. A full year. I've missed one. I'm I'm yeah. better than Brock already. Uh, you're you're <laughs> better than me, and you're saying my name wrong. So <laughs> I concur. Not sure if you're better than me. <laughs> uh, but before we get into all of the the good stuff, we got to thank our sponsors. The one that's been with us from day one, Player Golf, plyrgolf.com. Use the promo code Drive the Green. Um, special promo code for episode 200 this week. DTG 200. Forgot about is this. the promo code. Yeah. Uh, so use that for a little extra discount when you get to check out. And we may also have a little bit up our sleeves for later in this week. Um, Chase has kind of said, you know, he's been with us since day one. He's pretty happy. Uh, we're happy to, to be a part of player. And, uh, yeah, there might be a little bit of a celebratory contest of sorts, uh, throughout the week. So keep your eyes peeled for that. We also want to thank, uh, Kyle Duffin and Callaway golf. Uh, we're members of team Callaway. Uh, we're lucky enough to uh, to join up with them, and I mean the proof is in the pudding. The rogue driver was in play by what twelve of thirty golf, thirty eight golfers this week. There's the number one driver, number one driver in, by, yep. by far. Um, so everyone's using that. Um, big thanks to Callaway, Churchill, um, Churchill Brewing, Lawnmower uh, Season, Lawnmower Season. We're having a celebratory lawnmower. We'll get into my uh, booze bank here in a minute, um, but I'm doing pretty good. So far, <laughs> ten, 10 days in. Fictitious uh, bank. And lastly, we're me- members of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network, proudly presented by Connexus and Direct West. Have they been with you since day one? Uh, we've been in the Saskatchewan Podcast Network for like 175 eps, I think. Yeah. Um, so pretty, pretty damn close. Yeah. Charter members. Yeah, mm-hmm. charter. <laughs> we are charter members. Um, all right, let's get into our weeks before we get into uh, Tournament of Champions recap, Mike Weir. I News. Bronell's yeah. Harv's away this week, so Bronell's got the lead. Um, I, I just can't even think about how much news has gotten cut with that uh, stickler at the helm. No, I haven't cut any yet, but we'll see how the time goes <laughs> yeah. for the episode, okay. and then we'll see. Usually, Harv usually Harv can't see the screen for time when we're taping. Bronell can see it, so he's gonna have his eye on how long yeah. news goes. So, uh, Harv, you want to go first for weeks? Get it over with. Uh, yeah, sure, why not? Um, what did I do last week? Not much. <laughs> same, <laughs> same old. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I didn't do my King's Saskatoon yesterday, uh, for crop production show. Um. Still yeah. on. 
still still going on. We just COVID doesn't exist here. We're like Florida up in Saskatoon. It just doesn't exist. <laughs> Big turnout or what? Um, yeah, other than that, uh, yeah, coached a little hockey, ran into some snags there. Oh, I'll tell you what I did do. I drove to Milestone, Saskatchewan on Saturday in what may have been the worst road conditions I've ever encountered. And, like, it was one of those situations I was turned off going to Waver, and so down the Rollo Highway there, 39, I think it is. Yep. Maybe. Um, and I'm, like, following a guy. So I'm kind of just not paying attention because I'm just right on this guy's tail. Because um, I know it's bad out, but I still want to stay so I can just follow him. And then he turns left at number six and I have to go right. And as soon as I turn right, it was like a whole other world. Like you couldn't see anything. And like that road like weaves and, and bends. And there was like five cars in the ditch. And luckily I made it. And there were... Good thing I did because those four kids who also made it to the practice would have left out, still really left out if the coach didn't make it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, that, that was something. I've never experienced that before, uh, but uh, still alive, uh, made it home. And then, uh, yeah, got to Saskatoon uh, yesterday, celebrated with the uh, three tankers. I don't know what that is in actual beer count. Five. Uh, Call five. Five? Who said that? Bronell or someone else? Because uh, he's a little light on those. Yeah, we kind of we kind of agreed. <laughs> I think five. I think five's fair, Harv. Yeah, because it wouldn't be six. They're not two. No, no, you're okay. okay. You got me okay. roasted in booze count early on this year, though. So right, uh, booze count for the week is five, but then next week there'll obviously be more. I'm not counting tonight till next Correct. week. Correct. Hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. So if I'm if I'm operating on the bank system, I still think I got five in the bank. Yep. Yeah, you do. Yeah. That right makes on. sense. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was my week. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm glad to hear you made that practice because otherwise oh, I, I don't know, know what would have happened. Well, I, I had to be there for two practices, so I didn't want to oh. really bail on everyone. Well, you already used up your one yeah. no-show this year, didn't you? So. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I did. <laughs> oh, boy. I feel uh, bad collect, collecting money for not going. Okay. Uh, Knoop, you go. I'll go next. Um, obviously, Harv just talks about how COVID's not a thing. This last week was just an absolute pain in the ass with COVID at work. Oh, I can't say just anything. Just planning. Either. I can't say anything. Plan, stuff that we've been planning on doing for the last month because obviously things are going well and organization kind of taking a turn and now we're like shutting not shutting down but we're not able to do anything anymore sorry just gotta interrupt you get to work out at work (laughs) well no besides that (laughs) harv what are you doing on the phone there you you running laps in the hotel or what are you sucking on a werther or (laughs) something (laughs) ice just just my standard heavy breathing from being out of shape (laughs) Uh, (laughs) okay sorry go ahead just yeah i'm just sick of it i'm over it having to cancel everything that we had planned and it's just a bit of a piss off that's all so uh friday one of my uh the best man at my wedding was down he uh lives in netherlands so he's been down for the last three or four weeks but i haven't got to see him yet so they stayed here uh, uh friday night and almost didn't get to go home saturday because they, they were flying out to calgary uh obviously I had to get to regina and the roads were horrendous just like harvard talked about but they made it anyway um so those were actually the only drinks that I've had all month so far and will be for the next 
whatever. February 4th will be probably the next time I have a drink. Um, yeah. Believe so, it when I see it. Yeah. <laughs> so 11 drinks Friday. Uh, so 11 wow. for the year. Yeah. That's pretty, pretty great. Good. Oh, good you're night. in the red. Yeah, you're minus one. Yep. You're, you got an interest accruing <laughs> on the in the bank. That's uh, okay. I'll go next. I didn't do much either. I'm, I'm kind of like Carve right now, just playing hockey once a week. I absolutely suck at hockey now. Like, I'm washed. In the last few weeks, I've become washed. I know what caused it, too, and so do you. Well, that's why. Karma, it's karma for quitting our team. <laughs> oh. like, so no that's, why you, that's why you didn't come to the skate. I can on, still skate. On Saturday. I can still skate. Oh, that's, all I, all that's all I got. all hockey talent okay. is gone. Yeah, yeah. I just can't. Just turning it over everywhere. No hands. Ball hockey. Maybe it screwed you. I no. Ball hockey. <laughs> golf's my golf's my only sport now. I suck at everything else until well, until Knoop wants to play me one on one. Don't you which, always complain about how you suck at golf? I do suck at golf. <laughs> it's the only thing he's got oh. left. Clip that last like twenty fifteen seconds. But I have gotten better, so I'm I'm not I don't suck as bad now, which is nice. You don't have any like other rants? You normally have a good rant. Uh, well. Well, the round I'm saving NFL talk for after. Oh, okay. Your, we're your gonna week. we're oh, okay. okay. Yeah, I'll yeah. bring it up as the yeah, end yeah. of my week. Yeah, yeah. That's like it's whole, a whole segment. Okay. Um. So yeah, it's right to booze count. Churchill booze count thirteen this week. So I'm at sixteen and nine to start the year. Quite light, fellas. Quite light. Sixteen and nine. Sixteen yep. and nine. <laughs> yeah, not quite three like last year. Just <laughs> two. Two point <laughs> seven last year. <laughs> per. <laughs> uh. All right, I'll, I'll finish off weeks before we get into uh, NFL talk briefly on this briefly. golf podcast, yeah. episode 200. Um, it was a big part of my week. <laughs> so didn't do much throughout the week. Um, uh, both kids had uh, quite a bit of hockey coming up. So obviously last week, the I know Brona, one of your resolutions to not talk about COVID, but I'm going to bring it up just briefly here. Yeah, um, I just won't say anything about it. <laughs> just agree with everything. <laughs> yeah. um, so kids were... Uh, had upcoming hockey tournaments and I was just waiting for when the, the news came down from the provincial government that if someone tests positive on a sports team, anyone that's been in contact or practiced in the previous 48 hours, they're on a 10 day. If they're not double vaxxed, they're on a 10 day timeout, a self-isolation. So I'm, re- I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready for this tournament to basically be canceled because a team or multiple teams are going to test positive. Oddly enough, none were except for one team of another f- a team in this city that we know the guy that runs that team. And basically, they had a positive test, and they had to pull the, the team out of the tournament the morning of the tournament. Oh. So he posts in the group chat, hey, we're out of this tournament. Someone tested positive. And nothing gets parents riled up. Like You think about people that are getting upset about <laughs> pulling shit out of here. And Harv, I'm sure we'll have something to say about this in a second. But... Uh, yeah, yanked it, yanked the team from the tournament, and I guess half the half the group chat of parents is like, "Yep, we're done with hockey this year. We're out. Quit, quit in the season. Like our kids off the team." And then yeah. about two hours later, oh, we'll see you in ten days. We're back on the team. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me. They're probably pissed off because they're losing so much money. Like mm-hmm. you're paying for the tournament, you're paying for your entry fee. You had all this other, I guess, funds already allocated to it, and is just burning it. Yeah. So anyway, my. Uh, my son's team didn't uh, get pulled, and uh, they made it all the way to the championship final. And I tell you what, U9 hockey, kids on the U9 team, it can get pretty electric at times. <laughs> yeah. 
including <laughs> when they when they went to overtime and then all the good like because there's no a b and c in uh, this division it's good kids and bad kids are all on the same team and so it was three it was three on three for the overtime with all the good kids unbelievable oh, yeah. hockey yeah Posts, they're hitting posts. <laughs> Goalies are making saves, and then obviously they're hitting posts, <laughs> <laughs> lightly hitting posts. Yeah, uh, but yeah, my son's team ended up winning that game. That was the semifinal, and then they lost in the final, and then I had to deal with the crying. But that's neither here nor there. I don't. <laughs> so the kids are all crying in the dressing room from the tournament loss. But uh, yeah, and then uh, next piece of my week uh, today. Trying to trying to do a little more self care this year, so I went to the chiropractor already once this year. Uh, today I went to the massage therapist. Classic January. Yeah, classic <laughs> January. A little self care. Um, went to the massage therapist. Forgot that my let my daughter paint my toenails yesterday. Mm. <laughs> went to the massage therapist. As she's working on my feet, she's like, oh, these are beautiful toenails you have. I'm like, oh, my God. I have 10 different colored toenails, all with sparkles on them, and she's massaging my feet. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is this is one of the most embarrassing things. But then she she loved it. She's like, oh, this is this is great that you let your daughter paint your toenails. I'm like, yeah, usually, like, immediately, like, after she goes to bed, I wipe it all off. But I just was tired last night, didn't, and then went to massage today, took off my socks. Actually, I'm amazed she even wanted to touch my feet. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was my point. Damn I mean, it. at least it's winter. No one else has seen Don't your you toes anyway. Don't you talk what I have athletes for? Yeah, but she doesn't know that. <laughs> as long as she's not licking her hands after Don't the treatment. <laughs> he didn't put it no, on his, uh, his intake sheet. Harv, uh, athlete's foot's just another thing like COVID that I beat in 2021. Uh, yeah, so that was uh, my week. So booze bank, I only had four drinks this past week. Today's the 10th. I'm sitting at plus six. Uh, I guess today's the 10th, and I have one on, a lot more on the table, so I'm at five in the booze bank. Okay. Um, yeah, that's it. So, yeah, hmm. do, did anybody watch golf today, yesterday or was it all football? Because I was all football. I'll, I'll admit it. Well, I watched no. a lot of golf on Saturday. I watched a lot of golf because the final, like, four holes were in between. So I was flipping yeah, back yes. and forth. had the iPad yeah. on golf all day. But, like, full-fledged 100% viewing was on golf for, I guess, yeah. Smith and Ron would have been on 15, I think, when yeah. all those are those mid, mid-games were done. The mid-games um, were pointless. I mean, Yeah, they weren't that great, so I was, more, you know. Yeah. yeah had it on but yeah. was watching more golf and yeah like you say it's it, it's that super low target golf that uh sometimes people have a little bit of issue with yeah with soft courses no we got to talk about the nfl first oh okay that tie oh, that's what, what that's what that was oh, okay you, yeah. were, you wanted well, we, to go there first well i just like imagine the only thing that you can have is a tie <laughs> and the game is tied with two seconds left in overtime like the amount of the, uh, the unbelievable amount of things that, that happened in that game yesterday, well, the, last night. The so timeout. The timeout. Did well, you hear? All the things on that drive, first the, of all, to tie the game. The press conference after, he had kind of alluded to them. was like, yeah, well, we weren't going to run another play. Yeah. And then they called the timeout. So we had to run it, and then they got enough yards. So, well, okay, well, we'll kick it then. They completed a fourth and 21. They got a touchdown on the f- on, from the 12-yard line with two seconds left. Like, they just... Yeah, and I think first... Before we get too far in it, I think you owe me an apology. No, you owe me several apologies. No, I said there was zero chance. You jinxed the shit out of that game. I said there was less than zero chance 
that that game was going to end in a tie. And what happened? It didn't end in a tie. <laughs> I was right the entire time. <laughs> you apologized except, to me except, at except one Except for when <laughs> there was about a minute 11 left in overtime and they ran it on second down and it looked like they were going to run out the clock. Then I did say, I actually am sorry. <laughs> but then I was right. So, I mean. So, yeah, that, my Steelers make the playoffs. They beat the Ravens in overtime. And Go through all that, stay up till whatever midnight, and then and wake next up the next week, day. Oh, you got to lose by thirty next week. Yeah, Wait. next week we it. get the people what they want. Yeah, we are taping next week's podcast while Bronell and I watch the Steelers and Chiefs playoff game. Yeah. You think that's happening, but <laughs> oh, it's happening. You're gonna have to kidnap me, drug me, some sort of. Well, you're not I even gonna know. enjoy the game if you're drugged. Drug you even more. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say something, but I left it. Um, so yes, next week it is the it's late game. Happening. It is the late game on Sunday. We can have the final round of the Sony Open at the same time as that playoff game is on. It is perfect podcast taping for episode two hundred one. It really Harvel, is. Harvel call in again, probably. <laughs> no, I won't. <laughs> yeah, Harv wants to be here for that. I'm sure at yeah. some point during the pod we'll hear Harv hitting balls into the screen of the simulator <laughs> like he usually yeah. does when we're playing the song at the end. Yeah. Anyways, um, it was a re- it was incredible finish, game. and it was just I can't wait for next week. Yeah, to watch. I mean, the St- the Steelers have a chance. According to that thing, they have a fourteen percent chance. Yeah, so <laughs> but I don't no, think so. Fourteen. 3.3% chance to win the whole thing. You got to like those odds. <laughs> yeah. It's 0.3 next week, actually. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, great finish. Let's talk about Sony Open. Yeah. Tournament I'm just champions. glad that golf's back. That tournament's kind of a gimmick tournament, but we're back. It was fun to watch, I think. I, I think it felt like a gimmick tournament this week just because there was no wind. I think. Well, it did was. You guys, did you guys already like. Uh, Blow your loads over Hawaii already, so we can skip that part. Or <laughs> yeah, uh, they we, if we they can. did, they, they cleaned up before I got we here. Can. I told okay. my wife about your comment, Harv, and she asked how many hard drugs you do. <laughs> Which is surprising. I don't, I, I don't understand your take at all. Yeah. One million places you would rather it's go. It's just a straight troll. There's just well, the only reason that. why it's a troll is there's. There's literally not a million places that I think you can even go. <laughs> yes. Well, there is when you start factoring like milestone Saskatchewan. <laughs> yeah, you see, you really wanted to go there. Yeah. Also. <laughs> yeah, you wanted to go there so bad you risked your life. Um, um, but this, ter- <laughs> I wouldn't do that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> this thing had like a video game feel to it. The announcer said that on Saturday, and yeah. it couldn't have been more true. Like, it was outrageous. Um, let's see here. Uh, just to point out, Wrong. Hawaii is the tenth most visited state of the United States, so it's, it ain't even top. Because you can't drive you there, you, can't you gotta just go. <laughs> it's a bit of a commitment, core. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. Uh, Rom had one eagle, thirty-two birds, and one bogey. Didn't win. <laughs> Didn't win. Yeah, some of those stats, like <laughs> the the Matt Jones 61-60 on the yeah. weekend. 61-62 yeah. weekend. Didn't win. Yeah. Yeah. But That's, it's just, I mean, those stats get a little bit over the top, like when they keep doing yeah. the same one, repeating all these cool things that happen, the yes. guy didn't win. Um, but at the same time, yeah, like when you get into watching it, I, I always find myself back and forth on if I enjoy it or not because they're never in trouble. They're – 
basically, well, not never, but basically always in position to make birdies on every hole, which is yeah. good to watch, but at the same time, it's, you, it kind of has that feel of no one's ever going to make a mistake, and I guess it, but if you think of it as much as a par is a mistake, then on I guess if you think of it that way, then it's it's irrelevant uh, how you look at it. Yeah. It's just everyone's trying to score as low as they possibly can, which is the same as what they do all the time. But yep. in this case, they really could do that. And yeah. it's a par 73, so the scores are going to be lower, like relative to par, yep. just based on that. So, yeah, like minus, minus 34 sounds more like a temperature than a golf score. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> <just> insane. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially up here <laughs> yeah. where we're, we're going to have a 40-degree swing in a week. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's more of the fact that when – when the the best the lowest score relative to par on the PGA Tour is broken by three guys in the same week, it's like yeah, okay, yeah. this is a little bit yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. But again, it was no wind. Yeah, and they yeah it was soft, no wind. They played lift clean in place the first day. It, right. Yeah, it's just they're gonna take advantage of it. Yeah. JT broke situations. the course record, shot sixty one, and then Rom just tied. Like said, nah, I'm gonna. Yeah. yeah, three hours later. Three hours later. Two hours later. Or and, uh, and Jones it's funny that day. you yeah, set, you brought up day. JT right after the lift clean in place. He shot, what did he shoot, over par in the first round? 74? One over, I think one over 74 over. and lift clean in place. Yeah, he went 74, 67, 61. Like, that's that's bananas. How do you yeah. shoot that poor of a round to start? Yeah. Wasn't I, used to Bones telling him what to do, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, uh, but we should talk about Cam Smith. Like, yep, you guys both declared him as your favorite golfer. I guess now, it, He's you guys changed favorite golfers more than anything. Oh, really? Uh, Brono World <laughs> Rankings well, says hi. Really? Yeah, that's World Rankings. Those, those change every week. Favorite golfers can't change every week. Like, you guys just can't like a new guy every week. Well, Ricky hasn't played yet this year. <laughs> Cam Smith, Cam Smith's my favorite golfer until Ricky gets back, <laughs> and I'm not sure how many tournaments he's going to play this year. <laughs> You like him more than Hovland? Ooh. I think he's funner to watch, absolutely. I think so, personally. I think they're both very endearing characters. I think. Yeah. Who are we talking about? (laughs) The winner of the golf tournament. (laughs) Who is that? (laughs) Mute that thing. Yeah, and we're (laughs) muting you, we're kicking you off the show. Uh, But he is a pretty likable guy, like, just so, so calm and cool and... The so mullet and the mustache. Goes out there. He's got a great short game. Like, Oh, yeah. Putts like putts the lights out. Yeah. So good. Do you yeah. think he's yeah. keeping the mullet and the mustache to try to be more likable? Because he knows that Vic has a lot of people on his side for him being a little bit of a lovable doofus. Maybe. Could be. That Could mullet's be. taken on a whole life of its own. It's, like it's, it's getting it's scraggly. A, it might have a heartbeat. <laughs> it's a rat tail. It is. Yeah, it, that's exactly it is pretty it is. similar to a rat tail. It's yeah. It's kind of gotten past the the good good mullet into like the scraggly mullet that you'd see on like an eight eight year old kid. Yes. <laughs> yep. Oh, you know those yeah, ones. I know. Yeah, I know. Always. Whose name's Scooter? Yeah. Always got a Slurpee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mostly wearing coveralls. <laughs> uh, well, let's talk about Hovland. Uh, started out well, ended up T30, but the big story. Broke his clubs. Yeah. Soft bag. Well, he didn't break his clubs. Yeah. <laughs> that he got, is, got roasted. that guy flying commercial? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what. Maybe he was just late. 
Maybe he was late for the private flight and he just had to go commercial. He just said, yeah, yeah go without me. I'll be there. I'll be there on Wednesday. You got roasted for not taking his driver off. Yeah, I'm surprised looking in the mentions how many people, like how normal that was. I've never done that ever. When you I don't even think trips. to it. I'm, no. a, I'm, a hard, I'm team hard case though. No. So. Uh, see, I have one of those like long posts that you put with it. Yeah. So it takes it. the brunt of it. But I think I would still take that head off the driver now. Yeah. It's probably the smart decision. Yeah. You didn't I, think, I think a lot of people crowned uh, Hovland as the one to beat, it seemed. Well, obviously Rom, but uh, everyone was on, on Hovland this week. Yeah. Just his game's in such good shape. Bit of a stinker this week. Yeah. Got to give him a pass, though, for that. I'm surprised you didn't bring up Rom yet, actually. Well, he is, he is what he is. The best player in the world. He's going to be there all the time when he yeah. plays. He, is he has no flaws in his game. Yeah. Name one. He was fantastic. He used to be a hothead, and now he's not anymore. JT's the hothead now. He's got a kid. Yeah. He's got a kid. New dad power. JT, another little bit of a slip up this week, getting caught on camera, letting some words fly. Yeah, he was upset. He is is the new hothead. That's a a really good point. Yep. Uh, Another equipment story, Patrick Reed, PXG guy now. Sucked. Turn it around a bit on the weekend, but I don't know. Uh, Does anyone care? No, I man. do have I, the one thing I will say about Patrick Reed going to PXG. He has a PXG hat now, so that tiny little <laughs> kid's Nike hat that he was wearing is out of the rotation. Yeah, he looked completely different. Like yeah. it's like yes, that's what a hat's supposed to look like. Now get Rory wearing those hats, those non-kids hats, and we got something here. Pinhead. What's that binhead? Yeah. Uh, did he have four new shirts this week, or were they still the same ones he wore like near the end of last year? <laughs> I, I didn't even see I, a shot of him. I wasn't I even think. paying attention no. to his uh, shirts. Just all I saw was one of the shirts. It was like it was the black and kind of purpley, almost looked like camo-y. And he, I, he wore that. JT this week. What What's that? Who dressed JT this week? Oh, was I don't. Just his standard bacon collars and flat whites. Yeah. He's a he's a pastel guy. Yeah. He's got yeah. some sponsors on his shirts now, though. Yeah, so JT. it's funny how that all died off, eh? Yeah. Just bide your time. They'll come back. Like I said when it happened, like, Ralph Lauren turfing him was a bad idea. Mm-hmm. He's, it's, not gonna, it's not hurting him. No. no. Someone else is going to come uh, crawl into him. Last two things I had. Green's book's gone. Didn't make a difference at all. Nope. I don't think anyone's that surprised, but uh, I can't remember. Brandle uh, said on Twitter that it actually yeah. is better for them. Yeah. He the scores would have been higher. He said that they would have been like around minus twenty-five was his idea. Because I one hundred percent agree with that. Ten I worse think those books. Yeah. Do more harm than good. Yep. Yeah. Because I think you're reading them. They're so committed to them that they almost go against what their guts are telling them when they're over the ball. Yeah. Yeah, well, and I think too, Harv, is they can still have the books for practice. Like, they can still use the old ones and practice rounds, all that stuff. Like, acquire that knowledge and then just have it generally in your head during tournament play. So it's like, yeah, I know we've seen this putt before. We know it does this. But you don't, like, fully commit to what the book says, like you say. It's just like, okay, we generally know what's going to happen here. Now just... 
the rest is feel. Yeah. Yeah. Cook, yeah like, uh, I think these guys are like obviously they're so good. You can't tell me they could have a blindfold on, get lined up to their putt, and look at it and have a general idea. Like they just would. They putt so much. They have the feel for it. But instead, they trust this book, and then it's just the whole thing where maybe the grass is leaning the other way, and they just don't back it up. Like, putting is all feel, and I think yeah. they're doing too much, making it into too much math. Yeah. Bryson might be the only guy that uh, gets hurt from this. Yeah. Uh, John Cook had replied to Brandel saying that's why he didn't think that they should outlaw the books, it was because it's actually not that much of a, a help to these guys, and right. they should have kept them. I don't yeah, know. but it and when it first happened, it said uh, that it was it was going to speed up the game. I didn't really hear mm-hmm. if it did. Nah, I don't like, think so. Don't I think, think so. I think in this first this week with a full field. Yeah. Now we'll start yeah, to we'll see, see if it actually it's going to speed things up or not. Uh, last thing, Canoop, you had written that PGA Tour Live is good now. Is that? Oh man, got fixed it. If anybody does not have PGA Tour Live yet, it is well worth the hundred dollars or whatever it is a year. So one of my biggest pet peeves with it before was when main coverage started, PGA Tour dropped. PGA Tour Live dropped. Nothing was on. PGA Tour Live this week, main coverage was on. When main coverage went to commercial, PGA Tour Live picked up other golfers and were showing shots when the commercials from the main feed were on. That's a big one. So if, if there was somehow a lull in coverage... They would run PGA Tour specials. So you're, I saw a lot about uh, Taylor Gooch over the weekend. Um, I don't know who else, but there were a couple other ones where they kind of ran some segments for them. Right. Um, well worth the money if you're looking to get involved. And this was shorter coverage than they were supposed to have for the rest of the year. So, um, are you able to have like multiple people sign in? I think I don't know how we many, but we'll look at it. Yeah, yeah. Ask him. Yeah, definitely ask for a friend, and then maybe four. If, you know, yeah. <laughs> we'll figure it out. I didn't want to say how many, just in case. <laughs> I wanted to be the first one. And that's yeah. that's the most important thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ace's birthday shots of the week. Yeah. Well, before we move on, I have two things. Oh, great. oh boy. Let's hear one. Um, the no green books didn't speed up Matt Jones any faster because that was unbelievable. Yes, <laughs> that guy rules. And two, why does this punter wear number ninety? <laughs> <laughs> you on the you're on the hotel bed just watching the college football national championship, eh? Well, there's like 120 guys on the team. They all need a number. Yeah. So, well, but they allow they allow guys oh, to wear yeah. the same number on offense. I forgot about that. Yeah, the NFL is bad for that now too. But okay, what, do, what do you prefer, Harv? Uh, a running back wearing a single digit or a punter wearing ninety? Ooh, that's tough. I think I prefer the the uh, running back. Punter wearing ninety is just ridiculous. Because yeah. like you think ninety, like that's TJ Watt, edge rusher, right? Yeah. And not a little wimp kicking a ball. <laughs> just like Rodrigo Blankenship for yeah. Georgia the last couple of years yeah. with the glasses and wearing whatever eighty eight. <laughs> Those <or> single whatever. <laughs> digit linebackers are really bugging me too. I love single digit linebackers. Ugh. Single digit running backs weird me out, but yeah. Single-digit linebackers is a power move. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Uh, aces birthday shots. No aces week. that I could find. Uh, birthdays, quite a, quite a few here. Corey Connors, the big three O. So happy birthday, Corey. Sergio Garcia, 
El Nino. Used to be your canoe's favorite golfer. Now he it's, is my favorite well, golfer, but. Now it's Cam Smith, he said. So no, I yeah, said okay. it. Sure. All right. I mean, you said it like yeah. 30 minutes ago. Yeah. Uh, part of that birthday post was Sergio was the highest ranked teenager ever, got to 11th in the world at age 19. And That's then the, pretty impressive. And yeah. then the next week was inside the top 10, right when he, when turned, he turned 20. 20. Yeah. 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 Uh, next birthday, Nancy Lopez, former LPGA great. You got still, that stat? Still has one of the greatest seasons ever, maybe by anybody in any sport. 1978, her rookie year, she played 27 events. She had nine wins, so she won a third of the events, she, including five in a row. Two seconds, 21 top 10s, and all 27 were top 25s. No wonder she has her own club. <laughs> yeah. And was it? She was young too, right? That was her rookie year. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But also, it makes me call into question the quality of competition. In 1978? Yeah. In 1978. It wasn't great back then. Uh, Last birthday, front of the pod, Jason Schneider. Yeah, Schneid's happy birthday. He made the list. Don't forget Elvis Presley. He's had a big, like, (laughs) past three weeks. Good for that guy. Yeah. Yeah, Schneid's old. We haven't haven't congratulated him for... uh, Everything. And uh, was up for... Oh, yeah. Coach of the Year. Yeah. National record. That's what I thought you were talking about. No. That was the big one. Didn't he win win that? I don't know if he did. I don't know if they've announced anything yet. I haven't seen anything. Oh, I'm sure he'll let us know. Yeah, he'll let us know after yeah. he hears this if he won it or not. Yeah. Anyways, happy birthday. Shots of the week. Uh, you guys got one? I got one. I go got ahead. one. I probably have the same one as Harv. No, but, you go first. I guarantee it's not. Okay, mine's Kevin now walking in a putt that didn't go in. So. <laughs> that was my honorable mention because that is the best. <laughs> finally well, caught. Finally caught. It had to happen. Yeah, it had to happen, yeah. <laughs> I kind of wish it was uh, when uh, he would have missed it when Rod was in that playoff, but oh yeah, he kind of walked that one in. But he also gave Rod a line there. But right, what's yours? Uh, my shot of the week is everyone who hits that like driver stinger on fourteen. I think it is. Mm. Like you, those are just the best. You watch it over and over. I think it's uh, eleven, isn't it? <laughs> Maybe it's 11, but like no, they had multiple 11. guys. They just had like a mashup of it, of everyone hitting like driver's stingers. Like 12, Nine. whole 12. Is it, I thought it was 11. Whole 11's 12. par 3. Yeah. 12, whole 12. Sure. Yeah, that, I, think it, I that, think it's 14. Well, yeah, 14 we all know the whole. We all know the whole. We just um, can't think of the Well, no, 14 is the drivable par 4. Yeah. <clears throat> it's 12. Uh, and that's actually where my shot is going. Mine was Bryson's. I think it was Friday. His stinger two iron that went like, I don't know, 20 feet off the ground, probably not even, 15. Just roasted. Yeah, it just yeah. looked cool. I find it crazy that Bryson can hit a stinger. Mm. Maybe because he's Such cheated. a repeatable swing. How do you yeah. even hit one? It's a good question. Guys hitting stingers, wearing that new hat. Might the hat is, he looks Look decent out. with that hat. Might be likable. Almost looks like a golfer. New, fa- <laughs> new favorite golfer. The big, the big golfer. <laughs> Change it up. All right, let's... Uh, is it weird time? Yeah. Well, do you want to talk about the 200 or what? Uh, yeah. Well, so I put a I put a nice list of stuff together on my phone, and then Harv called in on my phone. So all this stuff's on on the phone that I can't access because it's on the oh, table. Yeah. Sitting there. Uh, but if I hang up on Harv, who cares? Uh, so let me just see. I can kind of see it over here. Well, I got a couple things. Bear with me. I mean. Uh, yeah. So just can't believe we've made it this far for one. 200 uh, eps. To have Delet on for. 100, which is one of our, you know, goals to get him on. Yeah, Saskatchewan golfer. You know, the ultimate bucket list Mike Weir on for 200 is just like, yeah, can't even 
This is the Paul Rudd uh, wings. Who would have look at us? Who would have yeah. thought? Not yeah. me. Not me. <laughs> yeah. Right, Harv? Not us. Not us. <laughs> yeah. So um, I kind of just put like a little highlight summary because I mean, some people might just be finding finding out about us for the first time. Yeah. Came here for Mike. Stay for uh, the pod. That's right. Uh, Two hundred eps. So I mean, we got to toot our horn a little bit. So like the first. I kind of did like a little mini recap of our 200 episodes. The first like 30 episodes, looking back, are hilarious. It is like 15 ultimate foursomes. There was yay or nay. There was would you rather. There was all kinds. Build a golfer. Build a golfer. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah. Harv was in Africa for one of them. Like it was it was the weirdest start to the show that we've like. Talk about commitment. Yeah. And then and then things kind of turned around ep 37 when Roger Sloan joined the show. Our yep. first guest was Roger, and now he's the f- only four-time guest of this show. Uh, hey, so, it might be all of our best friends. <laughs> yeah. uh, so he came in, and then there's a run of like, we had like 15 guests in 16 episodes. Yeah. Like that was, that was living. It was right around Christmas time, I yeah. think, uh, the first year, Christmas 2018. There's like gravy. Mackenzie Hughes, Stallings, Stallings. Yeah. Weedy came on. We had coach. The, we, yeah, yeah, we had the coachman. Those long Jonathan drive coachman, guys. Long drive. Jesse James and Maurice Allen, like a couple world champions. Cool. Oh, it was it was awesome. Then uh, then we went. Uh, what I got? We had like I think 30, 40 guests in that first hundred, and then like fifteen in the next hundred. <laughs> That's we, low, but some but good ones. Some like really good ones. Like yeah. you can't you can't not mention Max Homa. Like the best interview we've ever had. We've had every single Canadian on. We've had all the like Hadwin, Connors, Taylor. They're all good. You know. Astros fan Max Homa. Yeah, and then uh, and then and then COVID hit. Yeah, and so we went from COVID to recording all, all the time with each other to obviously having to go to Zoom for a while there. But then Zoom brought on EVR. It brought on. Yeah. We did the the bracket for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so illegal, lots of good came. What's illegal that? potting. And then we then we moved to illegal potting, yeah. Yeah. but uh, COVID was over for a bit, according to us. Um, yeah, it was just and then Canoop joined. Yep. And then we Downhill became members of t- Team Callaway. <laughs> Basically, when Canoop joined, Ralph. we stopped doing guests because we had four of us. We the pods got longer. We had more to talk about. Um, yeah, so it's been it's been quite the ride. We've had lots of lo- local um, talent. I wouldn't say talent, but I guess it is talent. Like. You know, Kelly Taylor, Lisa Longball, Goat Track, like Annie Young. Just like lots of nice little yeah. interviews from local stuff too. Chase from Player has been on a couple All times. All golf related too, which is the best part because it's a golf podcast, right? It's a golf podcast with golf guests. Yeah. So I think what people come for. That's right. Uh, I would like to hope that they come for the golf content. but yeah. um, Plus we've are, got Are you review- reminiscing about anything? Course reviews, the roadie. It's- uh, I mean... The bracket. Yeah. It's always fun. I can't wait to... It started with the trophy bracket. Yep. We did the trophy bracket. Mm. We did... Yeah. That's really what started it all, wasn't it? And then we said, let's do this with Saskatchewan courses. And then it really took off with the Civil War. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so much fun. I can't wait to to reveal what's happening this year. We've got to spice it up a little bit. And I think we've got some pretty good ideas. Uh, I actually remember listening to your first pod ever, like... It would have been just after you guys had started. 
this thing sucks and they never listen to another one I, <laughs> yeah i uh, just a quick point the first pod usually happens right after we started <laughs> <laughs> our first ever pod was uh, ultimate foursome pga golfers yeah. Uh, so I remember thinking probably what Brock said. Oh, again with the Brock stuff? Bro, <laughs> no, whatever. Who cares? Um, because you, I couldn't hear what you guys were saying. And yeah, then I remember, Yeti. yes, we and then I remember in a room. hearing, oh, hey, we got new mics. We got like, we all got our own. And then it was better after that. So, yeah. We're yeah, I mean, eating pizza. Yeah, this isn't an this isn't a an exact art. Like sometimes I get the mics too loud. Sometimes some of, we yell. Some of our better yeah, interviews. I miss the whiteboard. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> some of our better interviews were with that Yeti. Like Stephen Ames was on the Yeti and Ames. Yeah, remember yeah. the hard K. Yeah. The first mm. like four episodes. We, the first yeah, four Fratelli. episodes we did with that Yeti, I didn't even have it on the right setting, so it would only pick up me. <laughs> Wouldn't pick up you two in the same room because I didn't have it on like. Whatever the circular yeah. pickup, it was just facing me. Um, but that just made me think of the Fratelli interview when I was like, when I went to Africa, it was like eye open, and he's like, "Yeah, it's the city, man." Like, he just like shut me right down. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. not all just a safari. Here. <laughs> we've had a, we've had a good run with uh, South Africans. Yeah, Fratelli, MJ, EBR, Louis coming on at some point. Yeah, let's get Louis and Ernie. Uh, yeah, so, uh, well, what better way to, to, to ring in 200 than to have, uh, like I mentioned, Canadian royalty, Mike Weir. Uh, so we'll get into that interview. I hope everyone enjoys it. We had a lot of fun with Mike, uh, stuck my foot in my mouth, a little spoiler alert, uh, <laughs> but, uh, it was fun. Harv, uh, Harv asked some tough questions at times too. So I uh, hope everyone enjoys it. We'll be back afterwards to, uh, news and picks. Bronell's prepared some news and then we get picks. Enjoy. Matty B with Drive the Green. We're here today with, from Sarnia, Ontario, eight-time PGA Tour winner, recent winner on the Champions Tour of the Insperity Invitational. Oh, and he's the 2003 Masters Champion, the greatest Canadian golfer of all time. Mike Weir, thanks for joining the boys. Hey, enjoy, uh, enjoy being on with you guys. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, we've been, uh, this is this is episode 200, so it's, uh, it's been a long trek for us, and and we couldn't think of a better way to uh, to ring in uh, the the third set of hundreds on this podcast with none other than yourself. So we're catching up with you in Hawaii. Um, so I guess tell us uh, you're over there a couple weeks before the Champions Tour event. What's uh, what's on your upcoming schedule here? Just kind of holidaying for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of. Uh probably the last dozen years or so, uh, I've got a really good friend over here that, uh, you know, invited us over, like I said, probably a dozen years ago when my kids were younger and, and we came over just on, on vacation. Um, and it's the big island of Hawaii. And, and ironically enough, you know, the Champions Tour event is, is here now that I'm in my 50s. That, uh, so I use it as kind of prep time now, come over. Uh, for a couple of weeks, I've been off for probably five weeks. I haven't played much golf or done much of anything golf-wise. So these couple of weeks before the Champions Tour event, the third week of January, over here at Hawaii, I get, you know, just kind of sharpen up the game for a couple of weeks uh, before the season starts off. So I use it as a, a preseason and vacation. Right. Were you uh, were you back home for Christmas then and left pretty much right after the after New Year's? 
Yeah, yeah, I was home in Utah and, and had plans to go back um, to Sarnia for, to visit my family. And uh, um, one of my daughters uh, got COVID, and, and uh, Shit. luckily she wasn't too sick or anything. But uh, we, you know, couldn't couldn't uh, do the arrive Canada thing and, and be able to cross the border and all that kind of stuff. So we just had to, we stayed home in Utah, and, um, and then. I uh, went to Arizona for a couple of days to visit friends, play some golf uh, with another Canadian. Played with uh, Adam Hadwin a day out there last, uh, I guess it was Thursday. Right on. And, um, and then, flew, then flew over here on uh, Saturday. Right. Um, so obviously Champions Tour uh, is kicking off. You've, you've, had, you've had time now to, to dip your toe, uh, obviously, in, in that tour. Um, we've talked about it on our show for, for quite some time here about, you know, three days with no cut and, and the relaxed atmosphere. What are your thoughts uh, on your first year on tour? Is this, is this as, as good as it appears to be to us of, you know, this is, these guys are, you're living the life really and uh, kind of just laying back a little bit and just enjoying the game. It's a little bit of that, but it's still, you know, super competitive. Um, and yeah, it took me, took me a few events to kind of get uh get the hang of things, I guess, on the Champions Tour, you know, three rounds, um, you know, you got to get out of the gate fast, uh, compared to, compared to having four rounds. And, and the way I've always explained it, the difference from the regular tour to the, the, the Champions Tour is just, it's just the power game is different. You know, I mean, the regular tour is such a power game where Champions Tour is getting that way and it'll probably trend that way as the years go along here. But right now, you know, there's some, there's some pretty long guys out there, but, all the guys still have all the skill shots, you know, the wedges and the great putting and bunker shots. And so the scoring's really good still out there. So you really have to shoot some really good scores. Now the courses are a bit shorter, um, probably a little bit more scorable than some of their PGA Tour courses. But um, it is more relaxed atmosphere. But at the same time, when we get between the ropes and get started out, it's very competitive. And, and uh, with the crop of new guys out there now, you got Ernie and Furyk and Nicholson playing more. And, KJ Choi and Steve Alker kind of busted on the scene last year. So, you know, there's, there's a bunch of guys that, that are super competitive and motivated and, um, you know, it's hard to win out there. So you still got to stay sharp. It's not, it's not playing golf and then having a few beers after, I mean, you might have one or two, but you know, most of the guys are going to work yeah. and, and working hard on the games for the next day. Right on. No, for sure. You, you answered kind of my question within that one, but I wanted to just touch on maybe, you said the guys are competitive, but is there someone Bernhard Longer competitive, more competitive than everyone else? Like, just can you elaborate on that? Like, he just keeps seems to be keep doing it at sixty plus years old. Is it his competitiveness, or is he just that good still? Well, yeah, he's. he's uh, I'm not saying he's more competitive than anybody else. I think he's just he's a very very disciplined guy. He's, he he works hard. He takes pride in his game. He takes takes pride in his body and his work ethic you know he's always in the fitness trailer he's he's getting worked on you know to get ready for the next day he's he's putting a lot he's chipping a lot he's, he's just still motivated he's still very motivated even in his 60s to to try to improve himself and to try to uh you know kind of maybe best the year before and see what he could do even you know at 63 64 years old uh, he still looks great um you know, he's lost, obviously, when you get in your 60s, you're going to start to lose a little power, but he's so consistent. You know, he hits it so solid. He hits, hits it out of the middle of the face, and he doesn't beat himself. And that's, uh, I think that's why he's been able to, you know, keep doing what he's doing is that 
just right. discipline and motivation and um, all that combined is it's a pretty pretty amazing athlete yep. in the 60s. So, Mike, you talked a little bit about Bernhard's, I guess, fitness. Uh, when did that become a big thing for you, working with Jason? Oh, I mean, I've been, I've been, you know, into fitness for a long time. I guess, you know, when I first got in the tour, my first year was uh, was '98. Um, I was, I was working pretty hard even then. Um, got more into it. I started working with uh, a woman, a woman named Janet Alexander, in uh, kind of in Southern California um, and she's still on my team now to this day I consult with her all the time on things and so back then you know early on the tour there was a fitness trailer out there and there would be you know there was myself and BJ Singh and uh, Tiger was in there uh, although he was probably working out somewhere else like he, he, he didn't he didn't work out in the fitness trailer a lot he probably worked out at another gym and did stuff like that but right. um, there wasn't a lot of guys to my point you know into fitness and and now it's everybody's doing it and and working hard on that and i started working to your point jason glass in, in vancouver there i started working with jason probably uh, three years ago when i started working with mark blackburn my swing coach there they're they do a lot of the tpi catalyst performance stuff together and a lot of a lot of speaking together and, and things like that and so mark suggested i talk to jason and, and jason knows janet and so we have this team that we consult on what I need to work on and what's, you know, what's not working and what I, what I need to prove on and all that kind of stuff. So, um, it's been part of, part of my career for, you know, since my late twenties, really. Right. That's great. So actually, uh, Jason and Mark did my TPI training as well. So I'm level two fitness. So they actually did my, uh, my training in Toronto for me. So um, if you ever kind of get in bad uh, bad books with Jay, you, you can give Maddie B a call, and I'll uh, he can hook you up with my number, and we can go from there. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> good one, man. That's good, Chuck. You just laughed. Just jump in like That's that. That's okay. Yeah. Um, so, so obviously, uh, you know, lots of lots of career left for you. Um, we wanted to talk a little bit about kind of your your goals moving forward. Uh, not only Champions Tour, but uh, there's a, you know a president's cup coming up in in Montreal you've been an assistant captain is your is your goal to uh to hopefully be the captain of that team coming up here uh, I'd love to be you know I I love the president's cup I love team golf um been a big part of my career uh, the president's cup since as a player and then uh the last couple of times as, as an assistant captain it's been a lot of fun um just a great atmosphere. It's such a great week and, and leading up to it. So, you know, Trevor's got, um, you know, some exciting times ahead for Charlotte this, this year, later this year. And, you know, the international guys are good. I mean, we have some really good young players and the team keeps getting better and better. And so, yeah, for me in, in Montreal, I would love to get the nod to, uh, to be the captain there. It'd be, uh, it'd be phenomenal. Um, and what a great place to be able to do it. That'd be, that'd be really fun. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel? I guess that Quail Hollow shapes up for your uh, your international guys coming up. Yeah, I think I think the guys like the course. Um, I think most of them have played it. You know, in the tournament, the PGA was there not too long ago. Um, you know, we have. I think it's. I, I haven't played it since they renovated the course and, and, and made some changes to it. I guess it's apparently it's quite a bit longer now. Um, we have. We have some power guys on our team. The U.S. obviously is, is loaded right now with lots of guys with a lot of power. Um, 
but I like our guys. Our guys are consistent. You know, there's, it seems to be, uh, international guys winning, you know, it seems like at least once a month, someone's, someone's knocking off the win somewhere right? and, and moving up the list. And, um, so I think Trevor really likes, uh, where our team's headed and, and likes the, the guys that, uh, are in and around the top eight right now. There's going to be a lot of movement, obviously, uh, from now till September, but it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch, uh, all the guys and guys pushing, especially the Canadian guys for me to watch those guys. And you know, who knows, we could have one, we could have three, three guys on the team. You never know mm-hmm. if guys play really well this year. So points are double this year. So they can, they can really, uh, make some headway. No. And I mean, hopefully we see all three, three or more get on that team. Um, but kind of just moving back to you, what's kind of your schedule for the Champions Tour this year? Are you going to be a full-time guy? Are you going to pick your spots, or, or where where's your head at with that? Yeah, I'll, I'll play pretty full schedule. I won't play every one. I played a lot um, last year. Um, I, pro- I don't know if I'm going to play as much this year as I did last year. Um, you know, I I want to. I still want to play. I, I would say yes. It's still going to be a full schedule, but maybe not quite as many as I did last year. I want to pick and choose a little bit more. And uh, this summer is uh, my mother's 80th birthday. We want to do something for her. Spend a week, uh, you know, somewhere up in Canada with her, and take a week off there. And around the British Open, I'm going to play the British Open. Might we might take a week somewhere on vacation over there. So outside of that. Um, still going to be a pretty full schedule. Right. And then you got to fit pending nuptials in there as well. Say that one more time. I said you got, you got a, a, a wedding at some point too, right? Uh, for who? Oh. <laughs> not, not me. Oh, I thought, I guess not. <laughs> Sorry about that. Oops. <laughs> I'll just cut that part out. I thought, I thought uh, you and Michelle got engaged. No, that's all right. <laughs> I've heard, I've heard that a lot actually because Michelle, my my girlfriend, a long time here now. Yeah, uh, she has a ring, but uh, but we're not. We're, we have no plans to get, to get married <laughs> at this point. Um, All right, things are going too good. We don't, you know, everything's going really well. Yeah, so, that's that's good. Yeah, we like that right now. <laughs> for sure. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> one one thing, obviously, uh, I'm sure at some point you get. Uh, I'm not sure if you get tired about talking about the 2003 Masters, but we'd love to talk about the 2003 Masters. So uh, obviously, sure. yeah, obviously that, that changed your life. Now, looking back at, I mean, it was almost 20 years ago. Does it get better every year? Or, or do you find, you know, it, when you think of that moment, is it like it happened yesterday still to this day? Or does it kind of, do you get a little bit tired of talking about it? Or is it just like, no, I, I worked my ass off to win that thing and it, it, every, I want to talk about it as much as I can. <laughs> um, I don't think I get tired of talking about it. I don't, I don't think about it a whole lot until you know it gets brought up, and you know it's a great memory. It's hard to hard to believe it's almost twenty years, but yeah, I mean, I think I think I appreciate it more each and every year. Each and every year, I get to go back and be with uh, you know all those great champions in that room, and and my appreciation level is seems to get higher and higher every time that, uh, you know, not that, not that I can't believe that, that I accomplished that, but it's just, I'm, I'm grateful that I, that I was able to do that, you know, because obviously not a lot of people have, and, um, you know, a lot of people have been close, a lot, a lot better players than me have been really close and never won it. Um, so yeah, I, I just appreciate it each and every day and each and every year that goes by. So, yeah, um, 
I'd, ima- I'd imagine you know, it's sweeter every time. It's more, it's more that feel uh, each and every year. So, no, I love talking about it. I mean, it's, it's such a, you know, it was a, that was a special year for me. It was a special week, um, you know, and yeah, yeah, I don't mind talking about it. Sure. Oh, awesome. Uh, we we kind of joked a little early on in this podcast about if if we ever, I mean, never would, but if we ever did win the ma- Masters, we'd never take that green jacket off. And then someone told us that you only actually get to keep it for a year, and then it stays at the at the course. Um, but did you have any anything else like created as like a memento of that? Whether it's flags from the course, or uh, I mean, other than the trophy you get as well, but anything special that you had created to kind of bathrobes, yeah, <laughs> just something along those lines, just to like commemorate the the week kind of thing. Yeah, I should have done something like that. Yeah, you're right. I, I, but I didn't. I have, you know, like you said, you're, you're right on. You do get to keep it for that year. And, um, yeah, when you host a dinner the next year, they kind of like say, hey, Mr. Weir, hand over the jacket because we, we, we stick it in your locker and it stays there until you're on site. And, uh, and that's it. So, but, you know, I guess the best memory is, uh, you know, just the very next day after I won the Masters, you know, in, uh, Maple Leaf Gardens there, you know, dropping the puck. And that, that kind of was impromptu. It wasn't, it wasn't uh, planned or anything. I was up, uh, Bell Canada was a sponsor of mine at the time and they had a box and we just, they invited me to go to the game because I was in Toronto for, for another thing. And, um, we were just up there in the box with some friends, some close friends, and we were having a couple beers and a representative from the Leafs came up into the box and said, Hey, uh, the Maple Leafs would love to see love for you to, to drop the puck tonight. And I, I was just I'm like, well, I don't know. I'm up here with my friends. You know, I'm just, you know, I just want to kind of hang out. And they're like, oh, I think it'd be really cool if you did it. And all my buddies were like, yeah, I should go do it. So I said, okay, I'll, I'll do it. So, and it turned out to be, you know, a really, really special memory in my mind uh, going out there, the sport that we all love, you know, going out on the ice with, uh, I remember walking out to center ice and it was, it was Keith Primo from uh, the Flyers and, Matt Sundin from from Toronto, you know, coming to meet me at Center Ice, and both those guys are about six five without skates. <laughs> and uh, the, the, the picture is quite funny because I'm standing there and I've got the puck, and they're leaned over on their sticks, and they're still towering above me, you know. <laughs> so it's pretty funny. And uh, like at that moment, I was like, "Yeah, I'm glad I'm playing golf and not playoff hockey <laughs> right now against these guys." Well, at least they were they were leaning yeah. forward to the puck. That, that was great. <laughs> yeah. uh, Mike, you mentioned the Champions Dinner. Uh, do you have a, a favorite Champions Dinner through all these years and maybe a, a worst Champions Dinner than you can uh, touch on? Don't need names. <laughs> just the just the items. Yeah. <laughs> well, mine was pretty good. And, you know, mine was, uh, you know, I had a friend uh, from my hometown, Sarnia Alice from a guy who's a chef in town. And uh, he put together like a Canadian themed dinner uh, for that night for me. And we, you know, we had elk as the main course. We had you know, smoked salmon appetizers from BC and we had Canadian wines and beers and potatoes from PEI and anything you can nice. imagine we had. It was a Canadian theme. And, you know, Byron Nelson, Mr. Byron Nelson was alive at the time and I sat beside him at the dinner and he just kept talking about it over and over. He was like, this is just fantastic. What a great dinner. And I told him about my friend Alistair who put the, the menu together and and uh, so that was really cool. And so yeah, yours was the best, is what you're saying. You know, Adam Scott had a great, great one, had this great Wagyu steak. Um, I'm excited about, 
you know, Hideki's this year. I love Japanese food, love sushi. I'm assuming that's, he's going to probably go that road. I would, I would think, um, Kaiser's dinner, even uh, a couple of years ago was really, really good. Um, he had, uh, cool thing. He had, he, he did it in remembrance of, a, of his father and in honor of his mother. He, he said he, used to go to Disneyland a lot with his dad and get these churros. So we had churros for dessert. I remember that. And he said his mom used to make these, uh, uh, almost like these little fajita wrap things. Um, and we had those, they were excellent. So yeah, there's been some unique dinners over the years. Um, we haven't had any bad ones. I can't think of any really bad ones that we've had. They've all, all been, all been good and unique. Well, that's nice of you to say anyways. Um, do they, (laughs) do you sit beside the same, guys every year or is it changed up all the time i i miss that you kind of cut out there just for a second sorry is the seating arrangements for the dinner the same every year or do you change it up yeah it's changed it's changed up i mean guys kind of go to their similar spots there's no set uh table um you know the last couple of dinners have been a little bit strange because of uh these covid protocols we've been in the different room Right. Uh, with more space and we've been spread out a little bit more, but normally we're in, uh, just, just by the crow's nest, just, uh, just outside the champion's locker room. There's a, a big room. We, they, they bring it, they get this long table in there and, um, I'm usually sitting down in a spot by Gary player and DJ and Nick Faldo and, uh, Trevor and Adam Scott. We're all kind of down in this one end and, Gary player kind of holds court and tells lots of great stories and yeah, that's kind of the, the section, the section I'm kind of sitting does, around. Does he, does he uh, have a, uh, does he have a kind of a go-to story that he tells every year and, and no one has the heart to tell him that we've heard this story 20 times, Gary? <laughs> well, kind of, I mean, I guess he has a lot of great stories about, about Ben Hogan. You know, I think, I, you know, as a, as a, golf swing guy and, and studying golf swings, which we all do, all of us guys on that end of the table were, you know, we're all kind of students of the game, I guess. And um, so when Gary gets talking about Hogan, talking about Hogan, I think I'll, you know, even though we've heard the stories, we all kind of are still on the edge of our seat because Gary's such a passionate storyteller and he gets so into it, he'll get out of his chair and start, you know, demonstrating things that Hogan showed him and when he watched him hit balls and, so we just get so into it that we're all just, you know, we're all get all the questions start flying about what, what about this guy? What about this guy from that era? Right. And, um, yeah. So it's fun. Even though we've heard them, they're great. They, they don't get old really. Yeah. And I imagine just like the atmosphere of it would never get old too. Just, especially if it's a, you know, a new champion in there or, or something like that. It's just like, yeah, like yeah, to see their face when they hear that story for the first time, or even just, you know, in that room for the first time, it's, I'd imagine it's pretty, pretty, uh, you know, jaw dropping for, for many fans to just think about. Yeah. I know you kind of mentioned the, oh the, yeah. I mean, Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say like, you know, Dustin Johnson, you know, he was, he hosted the dinner and, um, you just tell, he was like blown away to be in the room, you know, and, um, you could just see the smile on his face, never left his face the whole night. And it was really cool to see, you know, and he got cut up and gave a great talk and, um, it's great to see, like you said, the, the new faces that come in. Hideki, you know, doesn't speak great English, so he'll probably have an interpreter with him in there, but or maybe not, maybe he won't, but um, I'm sure he'll have a big smile on his face the whole time, too. It's, it's great to see the, the new guys come in. Yeah. 
Yeah, because you had, you had mentioned kind of the protocols, and obviously the last couple of years have been a little bit different, and you know, with not having the par three contest uh, and and different things that have kind of been thrown in. Have you found that the last two years have kind of not not necessarily robbed those guys of of that experience, but just kind of changed the way in which the the tournament has felt, or does it it hasn't really done too too much to it uh, over the last couple of years here? No, it's it's still a little bit different, no doubt. I mean, especially having the one in November, that was, that was yeah. strange with with uh, with no fans at all. Um, there was a few members that were allowed to to kind of roam around a little bit, but other than that, it was just you know nobody out there. So it was a weird weird feeling. And then last year was uh, some limited limited people out there, um, and then like you said, without the par three and um, things like that. It, yeah, it didn't. It, it's still the Masters, but it was a little bit different. So hopefully this year we'll we'll get back to some normalcy. Yeah, hopefully. Um, so one last one last question here before we get into uh, rapid fire to kind of end it off. Um, we ask everyone everyone uh, that comes on the show for their ultimate foursome. That's uh, that's three guys that they would want to golf with uh, from any walk of life um, and where they would be playing. Uh, so we want to ask you that question. I mean. Uh, you're one of the uh, the few that we've had on here that's probably had the chance to play with so many of the people on others' lists, but we'd love to hear what your list looks like. Yeah, three good. Three, I'm going to stick with golfers, three players. I mean, I would love to play with Bobby Jones, um, Ben Hogan, and I'll say Arnold Palmer at Pebble Beach. I mean, I've played, I've been fortunate enough to play with Jack Nicklaus a couple times. Yep. Um, but I never got to play with Arnold Palmer. I've been around Arnold Palmer, I've been around him at golf courses. He's come out on the range and we've talked while well, I've been hitting balls and stuff, but never played with him. Um, and then, of course, of course, Hogan and uh, Bobby Jones are the other two for me. And playing at Pebble Beach, because Pebble's my favorite course in the world. Um, so that's, that's where I'd like to play with those guys. Yeah, we'll, we'll just scratch that uh, favorite course, favorite tour stop <laughs> off the rapid fire list and just get into the Sorry, other answers. ones. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good. Uh, all right, Harv, you lead it off. Uh, how many career aces do you have? How many aces? Yes. Jeez, uh, I think 13, I believe. Lost count. Oh, yeah, got so, so high, can't remember. <laughs> Uh, um, what's your what's your favorite course in Canada? Favorite course in Canada. Um, I really like Cabot. I played Cabot uh, a couple of summers ago. That was really fun. Um, I think that's pretty good. I, yeah. I had, I had, uh, there's a, here's a Canute moment here. Uh, I had the opportunity to play that and it was jaw dropping as well. I would say it's, it's got, if it's not the top course for anyone that's played it, it's because you haven't played it. So. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. I played a course this summer too, or, or late, late summer, early, early fall. Um, then for Magog in Quebec, um, private club up there. Um, that was really good too. Okay. Um, Really enjoyed that too. All right, next one. What's your favorite vacation spot in the world, and why is it Hawaii? <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite spot. The Big Island of, of Hawaii is, is yep. my favorite spot. It is. I mean, I, I love it over here. Like I said, I've been coming over here for 
at least a dozen years straight. Um, the food, the, the weather's perfect. I mean, I just get so relaxed over here. Um, yeah. And Muskoka is north of Toronto. I really like to. I like going up there. It's been a few summers since I've been up there. Kind of lake, you know, getting on the lake and getting on a boat. Um, that's great too, but Hawaii's pretty tough to beat. Yeah, if uh, I'm not sure if you listen to Muskoka Information Radio every now and then, but we were on we were on that uh, <laughs> radio station for like two years. This this show. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was the the oddest of uh, connections, but they were looking for. Uh, they reached out to us to put. Uh, we had I think the uh, nine to ten a.m. slot on on Saturday mornings on Muskoka Information Radio. <laughs> so, I love it. Yeah. Tune in now, boys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike. What is the weirdest moment or weirdest thing that you ever seen on a golf course? The weirdest thing. Well, what, one weird. I remember this. I, I don't know if it's the weirdest, but this was pretty weird. At the Players Championship, I was signing autographs on one hole, and I'm working my way to the tee box, and I'm signing autographs. And this guy says to me, he says, hey, I'm glad you're playing better. And I said, thanks. And he's like, it's because I took the curse off you. I said, Excuse me? And he's like, yeah. He's like, I, I, curse, I cursed you a couple of years ago. I'm like, oh, thanks for taking it off, I guess. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like, that was kind of bizarre that some dude just said he cursed me but took the curse away. I'm like, okay. Yeah, that's and nice. then immediately after, he's like, yeah, I'd, I'd like a signed glove or something for my troubles. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Sorry, bud. It's off now. You can't put it back on. It's only you can only do it once. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. What's uh, what's your favorite non two thousand three Masters moment? So favorite Masters moment that wasn't in the year two thousand three. Oh, eighty six for sure, Jack. Nice. Eighty six. Eighty six was my my favorite. I mean, that I'll, I'll, I remember being at Huron Oaks, the club. Uh, you know, I grew up at Bright Grove and. You know, sitting sitting in the uh, in the men's or just in the grill upstairs and watching watching on TV and just all of us just glued. My head pro Steve Bennett was you know loves Jack Nicklaus, so we were all just you know just on the edge of our seats with that whole thing. And that was that to me was the greatest greatest Masters ever. I mean, you got Seve in there, you got Greg Norman making a charge, you got Tom Kite lipping out a pot at eighteen. You, I mean, it was just so many guys had a chance to win. That was pretty incredible. Tiger, Tiger's a win just a couple of years ago, pretty close second because there was similar thing. You know how, how many guys had chances there? Brooks and yep. Tony Finau and Molinari and mm-hmm. there was a lot of guys with, with chances there too. Dustin Johnson, I think, was one behind. I mean, there were so many guys right there. And Tiger won, so pretty similar, right? Yeah, yeah. The two greatest players of all time in those two great masters pulled it out. Absolutely. It's cool that you uh, you know where you were for that Nicholas one because I think a lot of Canadians know where they were for your win. I know I do. Um, midget hockey wind up. That's it. <laughs> I'll never forget it. <laughs> you guys, yeah, are I get drinking. that a lot, which is just pretty cool. You know, people tell me when they when they ask me or, or you know want to hear about the 2003 Masters, they they do you know kind of share with with me like where they've been and where they were and running through a an airport and seeing it on TV and then stopping and missing a flight because they couldn't leave. And yeah. I hear, heard all kinds of stories and it's really cool to hear those stories. 
Yeah, nice. I would think that when I kind of led in with you get tired of it, I bet you never, you can never get tired of those stories because every person that comes up to you could have a different yeah. explanation of where they were. It was, you know, arguably the one of the greatest moments of Canadian sport. Like, it's just, it's unbelievable. And so, yeah. <clears throat> Harv, uh, next yeah, one here. Um, do you have any Mike Weir wine kicking around? I've got a few bottles left. Not nice. much left. Not much. Um, no, no, we uh, we're done with that for now. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Do you have a Do you have a favorite uh, game side game that you like to play on the course when you're in when you're either practicing or playing with friends? You got a favorite side game? Most of the time, when I'm when I'm at home, my buddies are you know kind of mid handicap golfers. Got a couple guys that are single digits, but. Um, so we're always trying to come up with creative games. I got to give them so many shots. Yeah. I'll play, you know, I don't know if I have a favorite, um, but yeah, I mean, we play, um, yeah, we, I mean, I guess it's just, I, I guess when I play their three best ball with shots, that's a tough game for me. Yeah. I give them all the shots on all the holes and then it's three of them against me. That's always a tough one. That keeps me. That kind of keeps me focused instead of just going out there and and uh, having too many beers and, and just you know kind of slashing around. I, I have to get pretty focused because we might play for a few bucks and and I have to uh, you know beat beat net net eagles and all that kind of stuff with these <laughs> yeah. guys. So so that sounds very familiar to what we kind of do. How many strokes are you giving up usually when you go into that, or are you guys just playing straight up with those three against you, best ball? No, I give them shots. I mean, I'll give, you know, I'm giving, like, what are you guys, what's your guys' handicaps? I mean, I, I'm giving, like, nine, ten shots. A couple guys, I'm giving four or five. But yeah. most of the time, it's, you know, well, it's, nine, it's, 14 <laughs> shots I'm giving out. It's It seems like it's always an argument every time. Uh, Canoop's a a plus he's a plus handicap and the rest of us are I'd say conservatively uh, single digits high single digits and he he doesn't want to give us more than like two so it's always uh, it's always an issue because uh, he's he he, he relies upon it's funny the question came from him because he relies upon the three on one as his backing to not give any strokes but it's nice to hear that you know Uh, okay yeah, in fact, that is what you're supposed to do. Um, <laughs> uh, it's worth a shot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just a couple more here for you, Mike. Uh, Mike, who's the most talented golfer on the planet right now? Who's the best? Yeah. Best player on the planet right now, I think Rom. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, he seems to have all the tools. I haven't played with John, but um, just watching him, um, watched him a little bit at the Masters this year, just on the range. He has a, you know, when Tiger was at his was at, at his peak, you know, when he hit balls, there's just a little bit different sound um, coming off the club. You hear that with John when he hits the ball. I mean, it's just there's a different compression on there, um, and his short game is fantastic um, yeah. as well to back that up. So right now, day and week in and week out, I think he's he's the best. Mark Al is making a you know, making a case for that too. He's he's really shown some consistency and great play and great play in big big tournaments. I mean, obviously he has two majors already. Yeah. Um, but, but I'd still take you know day to day. I'd probably take Ram because he's just 
probably got uh, Rami. He's got a little bit more power. That would be maybe the, the subtle difference between those two guys. Yeah, and consistency with the putter, I think, too. A little bit more, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Mike, is there a, a show, yeah. I guess, that you're paying attention to more now than ever? What, like your binge show right now? Oh, we just got done watching uh, that second season of Succession. Oh, oh nice. Big so talking good. point on the pod. Man, yeah. that, is, that, that is such what a great uh, that final episode. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, it's a wild ride, that show. Hopefully pump out this third season pretty quickly. Yeah, that's good. It's very, very uh, topical right now or timing wise we're all in the in the middle or just finished it as well so don't no no spoilers so we'll just uh we'll leave it at uh great choice and uh harv you can you can hit him with the last one last one here it's uh another big kind of bone of contention on the pod uh but are you a coke or a pepsi guy um i would say if i have one i'll probably grab a diet coke um just because they're around more where i live you know, I don't see Pepsi around a lot um, in Utah. Because it sucks. But I'm, I'm kind of probably two a year. I might have a Diet Coke twice a year when, you know, after a round of golf, it's super hot and I don't feel like having a light beer or something. I might have a Diet Coke or with a good cheeseburger or something. I might do it a couple times a year. That's about it. Right. Nice. I'm more of a ginger ale guy. I'm more of a Canada dry ginger ale guy. That's, that's nice. Oh, there's a good answer. That's my soft drink of choice. Yeah. Cram- cranberry. <laughs> I love cranberry ginger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that did actually, that was, reminds me, that's normally our last question, but it did remind me, what beers did you have, uh, Canadian beers at your master's dinner? What beers were we looking at? Did you have a, an array of them, or was it Molson Canadian, or what was it? It was Molson Canadian. We also had, um, oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank from uh, East Halifax, the... Uh, the IPA from Halifax. Keith. Um, oh, Alexander Keith. Yeah. We had, we had a lot of. I was drinking some Alexander Keith back then. We had some Molson Canadian. I think we had. We even had some of that. Um, but Molson. Uh, Molson did a nice little thing right after the Masters where we had. Um, they had these lab- They had these labels made. Um, yeah. With little funny sayings about the Masters and stuff like I look good in green and. Can you can you hold my beer? I got to put my master jacket on. They had all these <laughs> labels put on the Molson Canadian beers uh, for a little run, so that was kind of fun. So yeah, we served a lot of Molson at the Masters the next year. Oh yeah, that'd, that'd be that'd be the best. <laughs> I can only imagine having to. You got to say that for a year too. He's like, yeah, you hold my beer. I got to yeah, put right. my jacket on. Oh, it's uh, it's it's been a blast, Mike. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on the show. Um, like I say, I know you're. Uh, we know you're over in Hawaii on vacation, so to, to take time out for us is, is much appreciated. So we, uh, we hope you had fun. We had a lot of fun. So. Thank you. It was fun. Big thanks to Weirzy for joining the boys. Um, like I say, before it started, it was the best. That's what we've been waiting for. We literally talked about him on every single pod. For a while, We for mentioned sure. his name for like 100 in a row. Yeah. 160 out of 200, I bet. Yeah, <laughs> and it was just fitting that... Harv brought up ice wine for a long time and Mike Weir wines. Just had to ask him, and at least he's got a few bottles left. Yeah. So, and to my um, to my defense, he is engaged. Yeah. He's just 
not getting married. And then I got home after that interview and I was just all sad about, uh, you know, that question, feeling like an idiot. I go to my wife. I'm like, yeah, did you know Mike Weir is not getting married to Michelle Money? They're just engaged. She's like, yeah, they're not, they don't want to ruin a good thing. I'm like, that's exactly what he said. <laughs> so my wife knew about this and I didn't. So I guess I should. And then, of course, I got that you should have ran it by me. Uh, For what? So 200 episodes, I'm finally going to run something by you? Start so. running by question, all these questions. <laughs> yeah, no. She's generally interested in the people that we have on, but not what do we actually say to them or golf in general. No, so That's about it, too. Uh, yeah, it was fantastic interview. Let's get into news. Okay. I'm really curious to see what kind of news you put together because we all know Harv likes his news. Yeah, I mean, I just love it. the stuff that we get put in a group chat. But, yeah, uh, Kyle Berkshire smashes ball speed record, 233.4 miles per hour. Beat it by, what, three or something? something like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bryson's was bragging about his 221. Yeah. And got de- destroyed. So Berkshire, Berkshire and Bryson have obviously trained before together. They're try, trying to go toe-to-toe, and that's one of the reasons why Bryson went in that long drive competition is yeah. Berkshire is like, yeah, man, we've been training. I, I see these guys on a daily basis. I know you can do this, but no one can do it at the level that he's at. No, 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 right it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, if you follow him on if insane. you follow him on Instagram, though, a lot of it is just uh, fig jam stuff. Yeah, like he'll post like his holes. It's like here's a 600 yard par five eagle. It's like it's just a shot tracer, so you have no idea if that's yeah. actually where the ball yeah. went. Or not. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can do that too. I can edit that. What do you think he would average at our home course? That's a great question. Fifty five. No, his, the rest what? of his game isn't 55? as isn't that good. Fifty five. He, he is training to be a PGA Tour yes. pro yes. right yeah. now. Fifty five. So. I don't think Tiger would in his prime would average fifty five at our home course. No. Yeah. Fifty five. There, there's a lot of short under. holes there. He's eagling. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's eagling, eagling one. one he's three. eagling three. He's eagling four. Still got to make the pots. It's not he's done eagling you it. Still have to make the pot. You still got to make the pots. True. Oh, Still got to make the second shots. He's like, hitting. He's hitting an iron onto to eight, nine, yeah, he and might, seventeen. He might be onto o- the green. He might be ob on eleven, fifteen, yeah, if, sixteen. Yeah, he's playing with a local to tell him the intricacies of the course. Yeah, maybe. Well, he's <laughs> well, he's <laughs> driving thirteen, eleven. Well, he's driving four. He's driving seven. He's if driving he's in, eight. He's driving he's nine. Dead. He's driving he's ten. Driving Is he going to drive it perfectly straight every time? What do you mean he's not driving four? Of course he's driving four. There's trouble all left. How many people left. have you seen drive four? How, uh, many, uh, how many people have I seen hit the ball like him? None. <laughs> oh, he hits it 400 yards? Yes. Yes, Lots he of does. These guys are acting like he hits it dead straight every time, though, Harf. Well, no. Wait, are we talking Berkshire? Or yes, but Berkshire. Berkshire. That's one out of one. They hit the grid one out of eight. Yeah. <laughs> Bingo. Okay, so yes, he can't control it when he hits it 400, so he'll just hit it 375 instead. And be sure control. you're right, Kate. Go on. <laughs> he's still got to get up and down to make his one of his 16 birdies <laughs> to shoot 55. And what if that pin's middle, oh, middle Oh, he's not shooting 55. No. But <laughs> he's going to be close to 55. <laughs> He'd break 60. I, I He'd guarantee break 60 you, for sure. guarantee you he would average... Under 60. Under 60 for sure. No. You can meet us there. No. It's a par 71. Yeah. 
He can easily shoot 12 under. He's the on best that putter in the world, too? I don't think so. Well, when you're on the green and oh, one or two. A green book or one no? or two, hey? Like, <laughs> oh, sorry. Two. One in a par four I mean, or two in a par five. Absolutely. Because people don't even know our home course for the most part. <laughs> but at the same time, like, you got to sit back and think. He, there are multiple drivable par fours on that course that even bring. So there's already three. Okay. And he's going to make three more of them drivable. So he doesn't even have to be a good putter. If he two putts everything, he's already got 10 birdies. If he's shooting 50. Here's the thing. No player who's never played that course before is trying to drive 7 or 10. Whoa, whoa. It wasn't whoa, it wasn't what course. Yeah, it wasn't what he what is he going to shoot the very first time he plays it? We said it, if it's his home course, what does he shoot? He will shoot sub 60 on that course if it was his home course. I regret Absolutely. He would, yeah, occasionally. Not like average. I think he would average. No, you guys said he was going to average 55. No. So that means uh, if he shoots 59 once, he has to shoot 51 to make it an average <laughs> of 55. Okay, I'll, I'll backpedal on that, but I won't backpedal on him averaging less than 60. Uh, anyway, let's move on. All right, Congrats on breaking the ball record. <laughs> Sorry for uh, asking that question. We're not going to get that six minutes back. No. Uh, next one's the Euro Tour. Another fantastic 14-club 14 14 challenge. Canoop watched it. I didn't get a chance. I've been too busy working. But Snaps one of his clubs. He lost, and he snapped one over his leg. Uh, he really? actually went for the record. Yeah, he Was it Levy's or the uh, other guy? The other guy. He right. snapped Levy's club. Um, so he actually went for the record. He hit it. It was a fairly large green. And it was not a whole ton of trouble in front. Uh, he had Potter on the last uh, to try to get to seven, which would have broke the record and didn't do it. But, yeah, it was awesome. If you're not watching those Euro Tour, any Euro Tour, any social content, media, and then the best, the best uh, tweet I've seen in quite some time was when PGA Tour did that Iceman Patrick Cantlay tweet, and oh, go Georgia, go Georgia, go, go Georgia, go Georgia. <laughs> Why are you cheering? Yes, for this? good. Yes, big run. Nice. Um, <laughs> Was that Iceman tweet by PGA Tour of Patrick Cantlay? Oh, and then yeah. someone tweeted, like, I thought we all agreed that European <laughs> Tour was going to take over the PGA Tour social media. Yeah, that was embarrassing. Because that was embarrassing. It was awful. poor. Like, like putting graphics on, on golf shots? The very first one was a par three, and he hit it to, like, 25 feet. feet. Yeah. <laughs> 20 feet. Icy veins. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what is going on here? We probably hit way better shots than that throughout the year. Oh, yeah. Okay, next. Yeah, next. Uh, Financial hardships on the feeder tour. Canoop, you posted that. Harv, you got a comment on that? or uh, On which tour, sorry? Just the feeder tours. Apparently, there's financial hardships. I'm not talking about this again next. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it up or change jobs. Move on. Yeah, Maddie said two yeah. weeks ago, we had someone yeah. in that exact scenario that said, yeah, we know what we're getting into. Yeah. Next, couple uh, old guy injury news tiger likely not playing on tour in 2022 according to his a friend a source so but does on tour mean he's still going to play in a couple majors i doubt it mm, that would that would be on so. tour yep so this guy's saying he's not going to play, play one. again we just played two weeks ago <laughs> in, a, in an actual tournament do you think he's going to play on the champions tour no not a chance i don't think so I don't know why he would want to. Well, Phil is. Yeah, that's no, sort of. Not, not really, level, though. No, well. Phil, I yeah, don't, you're right. Phil's better than him now. But may, Maybe Tiger plays like a Champions Tour major. Yeah. Maybe. 
Yeah. He might try to win all four of them. <laughs> Good. That would be something he's I could see a, him doing. He's got yep. lots to go. But yeah. Uh, uh, the other one, Steve Stricker. Apparently lucky to be alive after Bowl some mysterious... No, it wasn't. Mysterious illness is what they were calling it. Well, yeah. they would have said oh, it was. COVID. If, yep, COVID. Why, would, why wouldn't they say it was? Oh, man. I oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> can't, uh, can't do it. I can't say anything. <laughs> you're not even going to entertain that it was COVID. I can't say anything. Oh, okay. But I thought you said you were also going to agree with any, anything anyone says about COVID. Okay, I agree. <laughs> Next. Anyways, yeah. Glad that he's feeling better now. Go dogs. A uh, couple women's news, and then we're we're out of here. Actually, we'll do this one first. Some Aussie guy made an ace and an albatross in a four-hole span. Really? Doesn't even make sense. Uh, it's not real. It's, like it just it, isn't real. There's a scorecard like, and everything. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's a scorecard. <laughs> I know anybody can fill one out, but this is what the whole. The, this is a five-hole span. It went triple ace, double triple albie. No, made up. Well, really? it's it's honestly like people think if we make it so outrageous that they'll be, people will believe it. He shot like just, just don't. He shot like 45 39, 39 on the back with an ace and an albatross. Okay, so let's break this down huh. here. Does the <laughs> fact that does the fact that he has those high scores make it seem almost more of a fluke which makes it seem more believable or would you more believe the other three holes to be two pars and a bogey? Yeah, like I would have thrown maybe just a couple single bogeys in there if I was making it up. But at the same yeah, time, they did it this way to make it seem like you said that it's it's yeah. so outrageous that it could happen. Yeah, like it's no, a fluke. It's just made up. It's a fluke. I just don't know how you double <laughs> and triple. Happen. I don't know how you're even sniffing the hole with doubles and triples like that. I guess his doubles and triples could have been lost balls. Like maybe he hits it a mile for the albatross. Yeah, that's and he true. just can't keep it straight. The yeah. ace might have been like an eighty-yard hole, like yours was. It's one twenty-six. <laughs> it's one twenty-six. <laughs> but yeah, I always I gotta get that in there every yeah. time. Yeah, that's in there more. That's in more episodes than we is. <laughs> yeah, you you bragging about your hole in one for sure. Well, in some capacity, my ace comes up in one hundred and seventy episodes. Okay, uh, last couple. U.S. Women's Open. Uh, pro medical help is boosting it. That's right. You posted it. Uh, purse is going to 10 mil next yes. year or this year, whatever you want to call it. So like a regular tour event, PGA tour event. Yes, essentially. It's, it's big. Or last year's, like I guess. huge. Yeah, that's humongous. So things are changing. Yep. I, I, I yeah, I would anticipate a lot of the other tournaments, not all of the tournaments, but a lot of the majors will follow suit, and it's gonna it's gonna start becoming a lot more even. I think yes, similar uh, to tennis, and get yeah. it get it out get it on TV more. Yep, people will watch, grow the game. Yep. Speaking of growing the game, Daniel Kang's out here signing magazines at airports. I thought that was that's so. Dumb. That's dumb. I thought that was so cool. I thought it was really how, cool. How like how excited would you be? You see, you're on the cover of potentially like the biggest golf magazine out there. Like I'd be so excited. But she just did the one. The I thing. think right. No, she no, did she like ev- every single one that was in the store. Yes. Oh really? She spread them out and signed them all. My first thought went to authenticating. Like if you bought one of those and you thought it was just like fake, and then you f- saw the post and then yep. you're like i gotta get this authenticated how are they authenticated i don't know but 
I'd ask for a, for a discount because it's been vandalized. <laughs> Mute. Yeah. Harvey, you got any beers in the room? Maybe. Uh, last one, women's related as well. Friend of the pod, Annie Young, retired. Annie Young, retired. So. Uh, moving into coaching. She's still going to play us at Riverside, though, right? Again? Yes. She, okay. she said, uh, anytime you guys want to rematch or some lessons, let me know. Uh, little yeah, does she know. You can't come, though, right? Well, that's the thing is Knoop no. wasn't there last time. Maybe her and I can be on the team and we can figure out some sort of team game. Oh, yeah. I would do that. Yeah, we that'd be obviously strokes this time. We're not getting hustled again. I think I tied Knoop at Riverside last year, but just throwing that out there. All right. Well, good luck. Good luck in, uh, in your future, remember. Anna. Uh, let's get into picks for episode 200. Okay. Pick recap. I got him because Harv's MIA. Standings. Dunno. Knoop won the week. Three points for this gimmick week is absolutely disgusting. It's not a gimmick week. There it's was, a gimmick. It was, it's a half field. We picked three top top players. Everybody picked the best players. It's a gimmick. Yeah, so yep. it should be easier. Yeah. Two no. points. Two points is a stretch for this one. Limited field event. He's getting three. So I'm getting oh. three. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, pick, that's ridiculous. Pick yeah. winner. And I don't even think he should. should we just oh, change? pick winner and two. That's fine. Yeah. Let's just change it. He just gets two. I think. No. It's one already one. been determined. It's one fine. and one. Anyways, he had Cam Smith first, Rom second. Stupid. And Bryson T25 for nine average. Pretty solid. Yep. Uh, I didn't actually fare too bad myself. Morikawa T5, MT8, and Speed T21 for an 11 average. Listeners, Mick W finished third. JT T5, Cantley fourth, and Hovland, the broken clubs, T30 cost him. Yep. 13 average. Fourth place, Matty B. Burns T19, Finau T19, Matsu T13, 17 average. And then uh, Ole Harv. That's why he didn't show up today. Xander 12th, Bur- Brooks T28, and English T30 for a 23 I average. Think, I think I blacked out when I made my picks last week. 23 average with, like, how many guys were in it? 39. Like 30? Yeah, 38 30. or 39. <laughs> That's bad. Like, I don't even know. Like, I don't like one of those guys. <laughs> and I don't know. And I picked all three of them. Well, Xander's played in this event five times in a row or something, and he's only won one tournament. Yeah. It makes no sense. That's, that was Why is he in it? This year he got in because of the Olympics, remember? That's dumb. Yeah, that's retroactively. Retroactively. Yeah. Anyways, you got a preview? Yeah, I do. Nice. Uh, Sony Open Hawaii. So, Wildlife Country Club. This tournament has been here since 1965, uh, since its inception. Par 70 playing 70 or 7,044 yards. Uh, Kevin Na defending champion. Minus 28 is the tournament record. Uh, Jimmy Walker, Ernie Els, Lanny Watkins, Corey Pavin, uh, and someone named Green. All two-time winners. So no one's won this tournament three times. Uh, actually, three really cool kind of news tidbits about this tournament. Oh, let's hear them. Uh, so the tournament gained attention in 2004 by granting Michelle Wee four consecutive sponsors' invites. Right. She did not make the cut uh, in any of them, but the very first sponsors' invite was when she was 14. So pretty cool. Uh, in 07, Todd Fujisawa made history by being the youngest uh, person to ever make the cut at an official PGA Tour event. Uh, 16 and some odd change months. So wow, hmm. pretty neat. Imagine that feeling going into Saturday at 16 years old. Yeah. Uh, so this year, the number one amateur in the world is playing uh, as well this week 
on a sponsor's invite. So Kita Nakajima. So should be cool. Nice. That's uh, it. That's we it got, for uh, tournament. Listeners fix. Five Canadians. Connors, Gliggs, Pendrith, Svensson, and Roger Sloan playing this week. Roger's there. Got so. big things coming from Roger this week. Yeah. Uh, listener picks first. Ian P has decided to uh, contribute uh, to the pod nice. this week. Nice. Know him well. Otherwise known as Easy's or Lil Easy. I think he was known as Easter back in Lil the day. Lil Easter. Yeah. Not to be confused with Big Easy. Ernie nope. Els, but uh, his three picks. Hideki Matsuyama. Okay. Russell Henley. And old David Lipsky. Really? Yeah. Lipsky is... Wow. David Lipsky's a big uh, David Dubay guy. Really? Or other way around. Lipsky's oh. part of Dubay's crew. Really? Nice. Get big time. On. Yeah. There you go. I'd like to see Lipsky do well this week. And then have him on the show. Even better. Why not? Even Be better. Canoop, you're up. It's a tough one. You going back to the well? Or? I, I think I have to. My <laughs> new favorite golfer? Uh, yeah, I got to go back to the well. Uh, give me Cam Smith. Yeah, to start the week. It's like winners don't typically do well the next week, but when they're just playing in the same spot, just yeah, changing yeah. islands. Like yeah. it's like a home game for him. Yeah, right. He's just used to the heat, and yeah, he's going can go surfing every morning, go fishing. Yeah. Well, I said I would do it. I have to pick him. I'm picking him every time he's available. Sung JM. Nice. That's a good pick. Have to. I think he's might be the odds favorite. Oh, uh, no, Cam Smith. Uh, Check him. Plus 850. Sungjae is plus 1700. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go uh, outside top 50 with this guy. Uh, Seamus Power. Nice pick. Your guy. Yeah, he's my guy now, and I just wanted to ensure I got him. I think so. it's Seamus, but go on. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Harv. <laughs> you got picks Kay. ready, or...? My pick? You're scrolling right now. If you, if you weren't, didn't block out last week, it might happen <laughs> yeah, this week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm picking Chucky Three Sticks. Oh, the all-time leading money winner at this tournament, and he's never won it. Nice. Fun fact. That's the only tournament on tour that's the case for. Huh. Okay. okay. Well, I'm going to pick a guy that has a very, very good track record here, but I don't cannot remember. I don't think he's ever won it. Brennan Steele. Yeah, he was my next pick. Brennan Steele, you said? Yeah. Fucker. Okay. Okay, well, I'm going with, I guess, the, the hottest guy right now, Matt Jones. Huh? Nice. That's really good pick, 62, too. 62 61 on the weekend, so. Hard to argue that. Can't be that tired. He hasn't taken that many shots. I'll, I'll piggyback on that. I'll take Russell Henley. Yeah, he's already been picked. Yeah, but. you can't take him, though. Why? Who? Lister picked him? Yeah. Oh, I wasn't even paying attention. Blocked out. Yeah, I wasn't paying that much attention to his picks. Just Lipsky. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, we're one inside the 52 outside, right? Yeah. Back this week. Bryson withdrew also. Forgot to mention that. Coward. Uh, Cam Davis playing this week? Oh, man. You're just going to start naming random guys <laughs> that are on the... Well, because like, he, pl- he just played, and I can't remember if he's in the field this week. I don't have DraftKings. Harv's, o- Harv's on my phone. He called in. Well, Knoop's got the computer. Uh, Need the field see. up. Cam Davis playing. Who, who he is, is playing. He is 46, 47 to 1. I'll take Cam Davis. Okay. My first pick, Harv? Him. Yeah. Sungjae. Oh, of course. 
Um, Kate, my next pick is going to be Webb Simpson. Okay. Makes sense. Never know. Maybe he will not suck anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Canoe. Yeah. I mean, hold on. Finished fourth, third, fourth in the last three times the tournament's been played, but yeah. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I gotcha. We'll see. (laughs) He He stinks. Fucking stinks. You got a pick or no? No, I don't yet. Uh, I had Hanley written down. You know what I mean? Just wait. Just wait. Oh, boy. I <laughs> I didn't take a Canadian. Don't start, don't start whistling and doing oh, those clicking. clicking and and oh, no. Yeah. It's down to what? It's oh, down no. to four guys? <laughs> uh, I have no idea. I'm just going to wing something. Yeah, Corey Connors. No, no I can't. outside. I got to go oh, outside go 50. Outside. Ooh, take, take, another, take another. You have EVR? <laughs> I have written down on my list right here. Yeah, you got to take EVR. You can't take. Oh, uh, you already have them like on your list as picked? Like I'm going to pick them next. <laughs> Give me uh, Mav McNeely. Okay. There's a good one. I'm taking EVR. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take... I don't want to jinx Corey Connors, so I'll take Mark Leishman. Harv's going to take Corey Connors jinx. now. Somebody's got to take a Canadian. We had we were yes. Can't. I gotta pull up the field here. Oh, you can take Pendrith or Sloan. Or... Yeah, take Roger. Take Sloan. Rogers in it. Yep. No, I can't do that to him. Take <laughs> Pendrith, man. He's got a good chance this week. Listen, you're not even gonna I know remember I suck tomorrow. I at picks, but let me get there on my own. I want to take Ryan Palmer, but he's somehow 47th in the world. Yep. Yeah. And 76 to one. There's so many people above him this week. Is Roger Sloan above him? No. How was he 47th in the world? Because he won. Didn't he win one last year? Well, and no, he's, 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 he lie. just wins the team event yeah. in the past two years. K Harf. Oh, you know who's available I still? Got, I just got a feeling about this Wrap guy. Oh, Brian Harmon. Uh, Dirt McGirt. Wow. Wow. Good feeling of a T37. <laughs> Might be enough. <laughs> 137. Hey, three maybe. cuts wins it. That's all that matters. Well, there you have it. 200 episodes in the books. We got to think of something real good for music uh, here to finish it off. It's the Weir episode. Harv, thanks for calling in. It was really nice to have you on this show. It's, you know, you're a man of the people, and it's really nice to make sure that you made it. Tried my best. Yep. Yeah. You guys got anything else? 200 episodes is last chance. Nope. Yeah, here's the 200 more, I guess. Yeah. And we'll be back next week with 201. But until then, it's time for us to hit the clubhouse.